Hey everybody, this is Matt with another Overflow Pod in our Shaping Your Future Self series. And last podcast, we looked at the first three benefits of praising God. Now, even though praise is solely for God alone, God in his grace always seems to bless his people as they follow his commands. And as usual, check last week's pod before you listen to this one as it's just a continuation of that one. So the blessings that we covered for praise last week are first, it lifts our spirits, gets us out of our doldrums, if you will, makes us feel better. Second is feeling his presence, making us aware that God is always with us. And third, it enlarges our perception of him, which makes our problems smaller. So let's just jump right back in with the fourth benefit of praising God. And that is when we praise God, he reveals solutions we cannot see. You know that you have things that you just can't figure out. And I don't know how to maybe fix this relationship. I don't know how to fix my chronic health problem. I don't know how to fix the economy. I don't know how to fix my finances. I don't know how, and you can just see so many intractable problems in your life and they're complex and you don't know what to do because you've had them for so long. And you wonder, am I ever gonna find a solution to these? And you've thought and thought and thought and you've tried and tried and tried and year after year you come to the end of 2023 and you go, well, I still haven't figured that one out. What do you do when you have a problem you can't figure out? You praise God. And in praise, God will give you an answer you will never come up with on your own. Psalm 73, 16 to 17. Check this out. I tried to understand all that was happening to me. Sound familiar? We've all done that. I tried to figure out what is happening to me, but it was too difficult to figure out until I went into the sanctuary of God. Now, what do you do in the sanctuary of God? Well, it's kind of like a metaphor for coming into God's presence. It means coming into his presence with praise. What do you do in the sanctuary? You thank God, you praise God, you worship God. And he says, it wasn't until I started worshiping and praising and thanking that all of a sudden, bam, an idea came. See, the best way to be, to get out of that bottleneck, to be creative, whether it's in your personal life or in your business, is to get in touch with the creator of the universe, because no one is more creative than God. So if you want creative ideas, you worship and praise and thank God. The more in tune with the creator, the more creative you will be. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. The doorway to creativity is praise and thanksgiving. So you want to be a creative person, a creative leader, creative business owner, creative mom, dad, teacher, artist, come into God's presence and he will reveal solutions you can't see. It's something that you might have never thought before, but when you do that, God reveals things. It's kind of crazy. Number five, the fifth benefit, praising God helps me remember his blessing. Have you noticed that when you got, when you're going through a tough time and you may be going through one now. When you got that big overwhelming problem in your life, a big pain, a big hurt, you tend to overlook all the good things because all that's in life is you can only see the bad. You know what I'm talking about? Your life kind of gets imbalanced. When you got a big problem and all you can see is the problem, you can't think about enjoying life, even if it's a beautiful day outside. You can't think about it. All you see is your problem. It's like anytime I have a fight with my wife, the whole world smells like weak old kitchen trash that I forgot to take out. And if you get 
got a relationship that really matters to you and it gets out of whack, everything else kind of just stinks. If you're out of whack with the person you love the most, it just messes up everything else. Now, what happens is in your problems, you tend to get imbalanced. And what praise does, it rebalances you. It corrects the imbalance in your life. Praise reminds you that not everything is bad. Let me give you an example. In Psalm 105, the first five verses, the psalmist is going through some rough times. And so he starts to enumerate or itemize the things that can he can thank and praise God for. Psalm 105 says, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known upon the nations what he has done. So what's he done? Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of his wonderful acts, glory to his name. Let the hearts who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always, and remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he pronounced. Now, why is it important to remember God's blessing? Well, a couple of reasons. First one is that in your life, when you get a problem, you tend to overemphasize that at the neglect of all that's good in your life. Your life is never all good and your life is never all bad. You get both through life your entire time. There will never be a time in your life when everything is good because we're on a broken planet. So no matter how good things are in your life, there's always going to be something you need to be working on. There's never in your life when everything is bad either, even in the worst days. There's things to be thankful for God for. I remember at my wedding, you could say my wedding day was a perfect day, right? I mean, it was perfect. Everything was going well. I mean, we had some minor hiccups, but no big deal. So I look back at my life and you know what? That was perfect. But then I got to the reception. It was perfect. It was wonderful. It was all good. And then I tried the wedding cake that was this beautiful five-tier wedding cake that was picture perfect. It was unbelievable. And it tasted like garbage. <laughs> you know, and it ruined the whole day. That one little thing. And I think back in life, you know, that day was filled with 99% good. It was probably the best day of my life. And like complete from like morning to night. But that one event, that's what I remember. I remember the bad. Like it's some glaring thing. I don't remember the good. They, there was all these desserts that they had there too because we had it at this dinner theater and it was phenomenal because it was an italian bakery that like there was these three brothers that that were italians who emigrated to america and they opened this dinner theater and they made all the fresh pastries from their grandmoms and great grandmoms recipes from back in the you know 1800s i mean it, it was and they were so good and we could take home, we took home like five boxes of those desserts, even after we ate them at the wedding. They were the best thing ever. But what do I first recall? I first recall the problems. But, but that's where our imbalance comes from. Even when life is 99% good, we think about that bad thing. So what happens when it's 99% bad and the world's falling apart? You get that imbalance. And you know what happens when you have that imbalance? You forget who you are. You lose your identity. And many of us can be struggling right now with insecurity. We're insecure about who we are, not even sure what we are. You're struggling with your identity. Who am I as a woman? Who am I as a man? And the reason why you struggle with your insecurity and your identity is because you're listening to what people say about you instead of what God says about you. 
That's what praise is all about. Listening to other people and what other people say about you, that's not your business. Who cares what other people think? It doesn't matter. You can't control their thoughts. That's none of your business. You shouldn't pay any attention to it. You don't need anyone else's approval in your life to be happy. You're as happy as you choose to be. If you're miserable because of, of what someone else thinks about you, then that's your choice. And you know what? It's dumb. Nobody can force you to be unhappy. Nobody can force you to believe their opinions. Only you can let other people control your emotions. When you say, you make me so mad, you're admitting that that person has control over your emotions. So what you think about yourself is not even so important. See, because we think we lie to ourselves all the time. I lie to myself more than I lie to anybody else. And so do you. The Bible says the heart is deceitful and wicked. You shouldn't trust everything your brain tells you because your brain isn't accurate. You get misperceptions all the time. What matters is not what other people say you are. And what matters is not what you think you are. What matters is what God says you are. And he always tells the truth. He says you're lovable when you're feeling unloved. He says you're forgivable when you feel like you've done things that wreck everything. He says you're capable when all you see is your failures. He says you're usable when all you think is that you're pointless and useless. He says you're valuable when the world says, no, you're not. These are the things that God tells you. Don't listen to the lies that people tell you. Don't listen to the lies that you tell yourself. So when we praise God, we remember not how only how blessed we are, but we remember whose we are. We remember our identity. And if we ask God to be our savior, if we asked him to forgive us of all our sins and trust in what he did for us on the cross, we are a son of God or a daughter of God. He made me. He created me. He sent his son to die for me. I am important. You are important. And he wants to meet me with us in heaven. He wants to spend eternity with me in heaven. And if you have a problem with me, that's your problem. If God likes me and I like me, what's your problem? One of the things that praise is that not only balances your life between the negative and the positive, it balances your life between what other people say about you, what you think about you, and who you really are in God's eyes. This is the antidote to your insecurity. It's the antidote to why you feel bad about yourself. It's the antidote to low self-esteem is praising God. God wired the universe that the more you praise him, the more secure you are in who you are. And if you're experiencing any kind of conflict or any kind of frustration in your life, I can tell you that these last two benefits of praise are going to be really helpful to you this coming year. Especially if you feel like you're in a battle right now, if you feel like you're under attack. Maybe your health is under attack by a chronic illness, or your finances are under attack, or your reputation, or your integrity, or your marriage, or your business, or your dream. Anything that's under attack, you're going to need these two. If you're frustrated, you feel like I'm caught, I'm stuck, I'm in prison, I can't get out, I can't get on, I can't get out of what I'm doing right now, then you need to be in the practice, the habit of listen and praising God in advance. So I'm going to explain what that means, praising God in advance. See, number six benefit is praising God enlists God's protection. God starts fighting your battles. If I thank God after he answers a prayer, that's called gratitude, right? If I thank him in advance, before it happens, 
It's called faith. See the difference? Thanking or praising God after God's done something in my life is gratitude. But thanking and praising God before it happens is faith. And you need both of them in your life, both gratitude and faith, to draw you closer to God. And when you need God to defend you and you need God's protection, you can check out Second Chronicles chapter 20. It's a story of battle that Israel is in. Israel is a tiny nation, and one day three larger enemy nations ganged up against Israel to just crush them. So it's three to one. Odds are incredibly bad. They're vastly outnumbered. So they knew the only way they could go in is if God miraculously saved them. Because they're going to get their butts kicked by an overwhelming odd stacked against them. And they're all going to die. So maybe you feel the odds are stacked against you right now in some area. Maybe in your business or education or whatever, the odds are stacked against you. So the king in Second Chronicles 20 was Jehoshaphat. What a good name, Jehoshaphat. Do you know any Jehoshaphats? People don't name their kids Jehoshaphat. I wonder why. So the king decides that praising God in advance is going to be their strategy for battle. It's kind of like he's like, well, what else am I going to do? So he organizes a very unusual battle plan that's never been used before or since in this particular battle. So I don't know if Jehoshaphat is some kind of genius or if he had some kind of revelation from God, but he put a choir in front of the army and they march out into battle. 2 Chronicles 20, 21 and 22. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat, appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. It's interesting that they didn't sing like, you know, the battle belongs to the Lord. No, his love endures forever. Nice, praisey song, you know. Verse 22, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah. And they were defeated. Now get the picture here. Over here on this side of the valley are the enemy tribes. Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. They're ready for war. They're ready to go to battle. And over here is the Israelite. And he goes, okay, choir, show them what you got. And they're singing, you know, his love endures forever. (laughs) What are they doing? Well, they're symbolizing thanking God in advance. And the three nations over there see this choir walking out and they're going, what is going on? I mean, the army is behind the choir and they're probably going, is this going to (laughs) work? The choir, the singers in the front are like, yeah, we like to know what's going on too um, because we're at the tip of the spear and we got no weapons. Oh boy. So here's what happens. This is a great miracle. Notice the rest of the verse. The moment the people started singing and praising, the Lord caused the opposing forces to start attacking each other, and they were completely defeated. Israel didn't have to do anything about it. These guys get in a fight with each other, and they get confused, and they start a fight, and they decimate themselves. Israel wins the battle without even picking up a sword. What a fog of war. Send a choir in front of the infantry. It's a symbolic act of faith. They're praising God in advance for their deliverance, for their victory, for his protection, for winning the battle. Have you ever tried that with any of your battles, thanking God in advance? Maybe you feel like you're under attack right now. Maybe it's under an illness. Maybe COVID's got you. You're under attack from who knows. You're in a battle. Have you ever thought about thanking God in advance? You got these habits that you can't get out of. You're trying these resolutions, but already mid-January, you've already failed. It's okay. Why don't we thank God in advance for curing them, to getting us through them, 
to breaking through our bottlenecks. Because if you wait until after God gives you the solution, that's not faith, that's gratitude. And there's power in praise and thanking God in advance. So let me ask you this question. The problem that you're going through right now that you feel like you're under attack with, when are you going to start thanking God for the answer? After he's answered? Why not before? The Lord wants to be your defender. He wants to be your protector. The Lord says, I'll fight your battles. Second Chronicles 20 passage, you don't even need to fight in the battle. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The battle is not yours. It's God's. Psalm 28, 7 said, the Lord protects and defends me when I trust him. He helps me and he fills me with joy as I praise him. Praising God breaks chains in our life. And that's the seventh benefit. Things that are holding you back, he breaks and he opens doors for opportunities that you can't seem to bust through. So when you feel like you're stuck, and many of you feel that way right now because nothing changed since last year. You went through all 2023 and nothing changed. And you're in a situation right now that you can't control. You can't get out of it. You can't get on with it. You're just stuck. You might feel like you're enslaved. You're imprisoned by an attitude or by a fear, by an addiction. You're imprisoned by a situation that's out of your control. You're stuck. You're in change. There's never a better time than to thank God and praise him in advance. Acts 16, Paul's in prison. And Paul and his friend Silas were talking about Jesus in this town and the count and the city council didn't like him. So they threw him into prison and Paul and Silas are there in this dark, dank, dirty, cold, down in the dungeon Roman prison in the middle of the night. And at midnight, they decide, you know what? Let's have a praise session. <laughs> praise and worship God. Because everybody wants to praise and worship God. Midnight. Uh, not after they're out. While they're in prison. Acts 16, 25 to 26. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs to God. <laughs> Think about this. As the other prisoners listen, I mean, what else are they going to do in the middle of the night? They probably couldn't sleep. They couldn't help but hear what the guy said. Listen to this. Your your praise is that, to God is actually a witness to non-believers. We think people are impressed by our prosperity. No, people are impressed by how well you handle adversity. It's not how successful you are that makes people want to come to Christ. It's how you handle the problems that they're that you're going through and that they're going through too. And they're like, wait a second. He's handling this much better than I can. Why? What's his secret? And then they start to come over and ask questions. Now it says here they start praising God. It's at midnight. Suddenly there was a strong earthquake that shook the foundation of the jail. And all the doors of the jail broke open and all the prisoners were freed from their chains. It came undone. They could walk out free. It's a miracle. But it's also a metaphor of what God does in your life when you praise him, when you're stuck. When you praise him and you're bound up in your chains, when you need to be set free from an attitude, an addiction, a habit, a situation, you need to change broken off. But what's amazing to me is that none of them left. They just stayed there because they knew if they left, the jailer would be killed for letting the prisoners escape and the guards too. But they didn't leave. They just praised God. And you know what? Them not leaving made an impact on everybody there. That made more of an impact on anything else. Now, what's the biggest change around you at the start of this new year? You have the chance to get rid of them. But you first, you got to admit what they are. What's holding you back? 
that has kept the same year after year dealing with the same problems. If you want a hint of what it could be in your life, examine what you've tried to change in the past and failed. That something is holding you back. Why not say this year is going to be different? I'm turning it over to God and I'm going to praise him for destroying the change around me. So here's my challenge. As we start 2024 together, I want you to make the habit of praise your natural response to everything you face, good or bad. I'm going to thank God for the good. I'm going to praise God in this situation for the bad. Develop that habit and watch what happens. Say, you know what? I'm going to praise God for getting me through it. And even though I'm not through it yet, because I have faith and I'm going to believe and praise God for that. So watch whatever is holding you back fall apart under God's power. Nothing is more powerful than God. And I guarantee you, it can change the way you approach this year. Well, I hope that encourages this week, you this week. I hope you go out and this Sunday you go out and praise God and you believe in faith that God can destroy anything that's holding you back. And next pod, we're going to look at pleasing God by setting faith goals. So God bless, and I'll see you in the next pod.